internet, we're headed to the front. We're probably going to die. This is a terrible idea. My name is Matthew Kroll. And I am friend and at the same time aroused. As usual, I am Shahir Dowd. And this is the only podcast about movies, specifically the DC Cinematic Universe film, Wonder Woman. Do you have to preface it that way? The DCE, DCCU? Yeah. Before every film? Yeah. It's not just a movie. Well, not before every film, before right. this film. This It's oh, not Lord. the DC this Cinematic so Universe this Moonlight. Is, this is so, yeah. <laughs> Moonlight is not part of the DC Cinematic Universe. Yeah. But we are not Could be. venturing into uh, <laughs> the most wonderful of women alone, Shahir. What? We have a special guest. A, a, a guide, if you will. That is, yes, that is Someone true. Someone to take <laughs> us beyond the breach. Oh my God. Here we go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome celebrity makeup artist and one of the most wonderful Wonder Woman fans I've ever met, Miss Bethany Towns. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you for inviting me. This is actually really, really cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, I'm glad. <laughs> wait, 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 I like that. Hold, hold this is actually really <laughs> cool. This is really cool. What were you expecting, let's Bethany? Just, <laughs> let's just slow the roll yet. We haven't started yet. It might not be cool. <laughs> <laughs> also true. Yeah, we don't know that cool. for sure. <laughs> so far, it's been pretty cool. But you're a big Wonder Woman fan. <laughs> Actually, I am. I have been for a long time. Like I, since but, a little girl? Yeah. Yeah. What is it about Wonder Woman? Um, of course, you just always imagine yourself being as powerful and as amazing as she is. And yeah. as a kid, I ran around in a Wonder Woman underoos and jumped off a of furniture of and flew yeah. around the house and the invisible jet and all that. Kind of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I, I thought I was her. And for yeah. a long time, I had a slight identity crisis because I thought that uh, Wonder Woman was a um, a little black girl. Why and can't she? <laughs> this is a good point. Well, we should right. get into this. Why oh, can't she we be? We definitely will. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that will be a subject that we will we'll come across. But in the beginning, I actually... Because she looked like me, I was like, oh, we are the same person. I could actually see myself being her and I could be this superhero kind of person because I felt like we were like the same person until my aunt decided to tell me that she was like, why are you coloring her brown in the coloring book? And I was like, because she's me. We're the same person. She was like, no, she's a white woman. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I was like, oh. This feels like when Megan <sighs> Kelly said, listen, guys, get over it. Santa Claus is white. <laughs> Do you remember that? When like <laughs> Megan Kelly yeah. on Fox News was like, get over it. Santa Claus Mother is white. Motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. I was minute. like, how do you crush a dream like yeah, that? Exactly. I was like, what? No. What about like, <sighs> did you used to watch, did you uh, like watch the cartoons, read the comics, see the TV show? Because that's. I was more of a TV TV show um, the, fan. Da, yes. Da, 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 Definitely. Da, 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 absolutely. Wonder absolutely. Woman. Yes. I was spinning She's around in circles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was spinning around and everything. I love that song to this day. I think it's so cool. Um, that's, that's really cool. And like, you know, now, now have you, ever, you know, like in your work, have you actually ever kind of like used Wonder Woman as a reference or anything like that? Or have you ever like, like, of, like to get jobs? No, no, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> on my resume, uh, contact Wonder Woman. Yeah, on on your contact flag. list. <laughs> no, no. I mean, because Wonder Woman is iconic as a, you know, like in a weird way, Wonder Woman is a fashion icon, you know, like the hair, the, 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 the look, the, you know, like I've definitely been on sets where like, we've said we want her to look like Wonder Woman, not like, um, someone else, you know, like, you know, like, <laughs> it's yeah, a very specific I, ask. Well, I was no, yeah. say, that's a very interesting question. I'm not sure if I was ever, uh, if it's ever been a reference in that area, but yeah. I was actually in the military one time. So it was one of those things where it was kind of with the glasses. And sometimes I would have my hair up in the, in the big yeah. bun and you'd spin around and you would like, oh yeah, this is a 
a Wonder Woman thing. So that reference kind of went along with, was with it my any, whole. Was, was, right. it, was it every call sign? Was it like, you know, like Victor Victor 20 Wonder Woman's on the way? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was not. I would have loved that, though. Yeah, I yeah. would actually probably would have loved that. And I got abbreviated to WW's on the way. Yeah. <laughs> well, Shahir, speaking of call signs, if people want to get a hold of us, how can they do so? You could go Victor Victor, reach us on Twitter at OnlyMoviePod, email us in at OnlyMoviePodcast at gmail.com, go to our website, www.OnlyMoviePodcast.com, and uh, go to our Facebook page and uh, leave us some reviews on iTunes. We've been Ma- getting great reviews on iTunes I lately. Know. We've been part of a couple of um, uh, hashtags on Twitter, yeah. two pods a day. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. Podknife, I think, has picked us up yep, as well. Yeah, Podknife picked us up. Thank uh, you, everybody. I mean, that's great. Uh, you, and this is, you know what, Matt? I feel like you and I haven't been in the room together for a little bit. We haven't, because someone, Bethany, bowed <laughs> out of pirates. Oh. Pirates of the Caribbean. Ooh. Are you a Pirates fan? A little bit, not much. Right. I bowed out of Wonder that franchise. Wonder Woman's fran- not in, in, in Pirates. No, no. no. <laughs> I bowed out of that franchise. Look, my, my experience with Pirates of the Caribbean was this. I saw the first one, and I was like, okay, cool. And then I have this thing, which, like, when a big movie's coming out, and there's, like, a midnight showing and a release, and I was like, oh, I, you know, like, I, I get excited about that kind of stuff. So I'm like, i got to go see this movie. And the next big one that came out was uh, Pirates of the Caribbean 2. And I, like, got my ticket, got the popcorn, you know, a bunch of friends come out. We're sitting in the movie theater. It's midnight, so I'm really tired because I have to go to work the next day, but I'm still excited. And then the, oh, it starts opening up, and I'm, like, sitting there watching, and I'm going, Wait a minute! I didn't even like the first one. What right. am I doing here? Yeah. And then, and then I, and then I got like, oh, you know what? This is a franchise I don't need to continue. First with. of all, blasphemy for not liking the first one. The first one is an excellent film, and the rest of them, if you have a problem with it, I can totally see it, and I, I don't the blame first anybody. One and I don't think I saw I, any of the I other think, ones. Yeah, I think maybe didn't like is the wrong word. I I didn't find it like memorable or, you know, like I I didn't like fall in love with it. I was just like, it was fine. Look, that's fair. (laughs) Hey, I'm not going to judge you. I just was, you know, Parker. I just I love the way that you objectively say that the first one is an excellent movie. And if you disagree, everyone's wrong. No, no, no. That's not what I said. I said the first one's an excellent movie, but the rest of them I can totally see if people, you know, like those. So uh, but it is it was it's written very well. We've talked about all. Go check out the episode. That Shahir wasn't done. I, I really enjoyed pirates. your episode. Um, I was curious about like people wearing the Shahir hat. I was like, what does the hat look like? Is it like a sort oh, of like yeah, because he top. wasn't here, so we were trying to oh, think so of had, what he would say. You had a hat. Well, yeah. they had the Shahir hat. So apparently. I'm like, I'm gonna put on my Shahir hat and say, I hate fun. But like it's uh <laughs> but I was trying to think, what would your hat look like? I think it would be like yeah, I, I want to say like one of those beer caps with like a, a beer on either side. But it would be afro, bubble tea. But bubble tea and an afro. Okay. I oh, think that would be my Bubble tea and an afro. Okay. I was feeling like an Elvis kind of thing oh, with the yeah, glasses could, attached to Oh, it. interesting. Yeah, yeah, I, I was going to say fedora. Oh, oh, fedora. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm that guy on Reddit, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> the lady doth protest too much. Yeah, well, I think. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's let's jump right in to this wonderful film and the things surrounding it. Well, the things that surround it is something you did. Ooh. I want to talk about. Oh, yes. yes you yes, did yes. something. I did. Uh, I did I, a thing. So I was yeah, on I set when thing. this happened. Yep. I was I was working away, very busy, <laughs> in between takes. Matt is like, check out the video I just made. And I was like, I don't have time for this shit. So yep, Matt, that is true. <laughs> you're, like, you're like on set and you sent me a picture and I was like, Cool. Uh, you, whenever you want, you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then like a little bit later, I I downloaded it and I watched it and I and and it is amazing. What you, is it? It, it, it? Well, do you want me to describe it? Or you want to describe it. it? I can describe it. Well, tell uh, it. You I should give you us should. the backstory. Okay, so the backstory, and I just played it for Bethany. It um, was so awesome. Thank you. Uh, so uh, there was some 
early buzz, especially on Rotten Tomatoes, about Wonder Woman, and it was getting amazing reviews from like the people that had seen early screeners. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, like I, I said, I was talking to somebody in a conversation. I was like, I really hope that this turns the DC cinematic universe around because the, the last three films have not been great, uh, to say the least. And uh, then I was like, oh, and then I started to think about like, I was like, turn around. I was like, what's that Bonnie Tyler song? I'm like, oh yeah, Total Eclipse of the Heart. So then like in a funny little like Facebook post that I was just going to like write four lines about, about Wonder Woman turning around and like doing it to the parody of that song. Uh, then it turned into a whole like actual verse and chorus in like 15 minutes. I just pounded out the script and I was like, oh man. And I put it on Facebook and people seem to like it. So I was like, well, I love that song, by the way. So it's yeah, so perfect. right. Yeah. And I was like, well, I guess I have to record it. Yeah. So I recorded it. I asked uh, the wonderful, talented uh, Chelsea White of Cabernet and A and uh, Ghosted Stories podcast fame to uh, help me out. She has some great pipes. And uh, we we recorded the it audio. Sounds so wrong. Yes, great pipes. <laughs> That's how you talk in the singer business, <laughs> Shahir. Sounds, that sounds just awful. <laughs> no, it doesn't. She has great pipes. <laughs> Get, laugh it up, five-year-old Shahir. Take her right now and say she's got great pipes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Chelsea, you got great pipes. Um, and then so we, we, we recorded so it, uh, and I was starting to put it together. Uh, oh, uh, Murray, uh, of Stucky and Murray fame mixed it for me. Oh, and, oh, yeah. uh, and then we're like, well, now we have to shoot a music video. So the thing we're talking about is you can go to our Facebook page. There's a music video of us singing. It's about two minutes long. It's on YouTube as well, but I think Facebook and our Twitter might be the best place to see it. Yeah, and we'll play done so well. Yeah. Thank you. And, uh, so the video's online if you want to check that out or, um, and you can, uh, or you could listen. We'll play it at the end of the show. You know, I, and I have to say, I, I am always in awe of your musical ability. I said that in the La La Land episode. I think it's, uh, uh, <laughs> you, you have you have an untapped gift. Uh, if anyone uh, has seen Matt do karaoke, it is a thing of wonder. Oh. Um, but I, have, I have gotten the witness. <laughs> you've you've, you've, you've <laughs> seen I, Matt do karaoke. I've witnessed a few times. That's I was yeah. like, it uh, is, it, it's, it's one of those moments where it's like, it's almost like Clark Kent and Superman, you know, like the, the transformation. Oh, absolutely. You know, like he's kind of like this guy just kind of, expecting oh. it. He says, oh, okay, I'm just going to do this song, you know, quietly and meekly. And then all of a sudden he's like, you know, like he just belts it out. As soon as you out. put a mic in his hand, he just loses it. I yeah. have, I have <laughs> been known to croon from time. Yeah. 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 It's, he's, yeah, it's, it's Matt crawl to Tom Jones, like in a heart. <laughs> um, Whereas my, the only karaoke song I Sam do, Jones. there's only one karaoke song that I do, and that's a Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That's the only one I'll do. You're good at it. Yeah, and, but that's it. That's, that's it? Because well, it at least you have your thing. Because yeah. it doesn't require the ability to sing, and I do not have the ability to sing. I was, I and I watched it, and I was like, of course Matt's great at that. This is amazing. It's it's wonderful. There was a comment that was like, Matt, you have too much time on your hands. And I, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I agree yeah. with, I, I concur. <laughs> kind of, he's like, uh. that's actually That's actually the first thing I think you texted me yeah. when, when <laughs> <laughs> when, I, when I saw that, so yeah. well, well, and but you know what I'm really curious about. Hmm. Um, okay, first, give us the synopsis of Wonder Woman. What is what is for people who have been living under a under rock? A rock. Or, okay, yeah, so like, IMDb says that this is a, this is a synopsis. Before she was Wonder Woman, she was Diana, princess of the Amazons, trained warrior. That's a weird sentence. Yeah. When a pilot when a pilot crashes and tells of conflict in the outside world, she leaves home to fight a war to end all wars discovering her full powers and true identity. And for those who've been keeping score, Wonder Woman appeared in Batman v Superman as well. So we know that she exists in the DC cinematic extended cinematic universe. Yep. She is a character that is going to appear in the justice league movie. Yep. So it's kind of, again, if you haven't been, you, you we know what a Wonder Woman movie is going to be, but you were super um, excited by the buzz around this film. Tell yeah. us, tell, tell, I mean, tell me. Well, that's what the song was even about. It was, it was more about like how 
and I think Bethany, please chime in uh, whenever the 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 fancy strikes you. Absolutely. But like the okay it, it, for the longest time, it seems as though Hollywood has been like, oh, just I don't know if like a a, a female led you know action thing can really can you know, actually happen. Yeah, like yeah they were can, they were so afraid of actually trying to t- to step on anyone's toes. They didn't want to try it. Didn't they think it'd be back. Yeah. financially viable, etc. And then I would and and plus for all the shade as well on on uh, so to add to that whole situation for all the shade that I throw DC for their pretty much average to garbage films uh, up to this point when in this sort of. Um, uh, span of time. And of course I'm talking about man of steel, Batman V Superman, Dawn of justice and uh, suicide squad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. That was, that was that hurt. That uh, hurt right yeah. There. That hurt. Uh, that hurt. And, 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 and some of them, uh, suicide squad in particular, Bethany, I had a very high hopes for because the trailer I was wonderful. Not. And then it, you know, we obviously not. know what happened <laughs> because you not. have bit of things to do with your time, right? Like, like <laughs> I had no hopes for that at all. I mean, even though I am a big Will Smith friend, I of course. just, yeah, I didn't, I did not feel like this was going to like, sometimes you, when you watch a trailer or when you're, you're someone's talking about the story, you kind of have a good feeling already. I did not get a good feeling from it at all. Yeah. I mean, well, you were right. I was wrong. (laughs) You're smart. I'm stupid. Uh, You're beautiful. I'm less attractive. We've covered them all right now. I mean, I was very excited that they won what, uh, the Emmy for, I mean, they they won an Oscar. Yeah. So wait, for let's makeup. hold on. Let's talk about that because we have a professional in the room. <laughs> oh, it was for makeup. Actually, for the we, makeup. we yeah. talked about this on the podcast that time, and I was like, makeup is one of those parameters of an Oscar where I'm like, I don't know if I have the necessary qualifications to judge what is good sure. makeup. Because and because we're talking about Suicide Squad uh, mm. winning an Oscar, I'm cracking a beer because it makes me angry. <laughs> right. And and so you know, actually, this is a really good point, and I guess this is going to sidetrack our conversation for a second. But I'm totally okay with oh, it. You're totally we, okay. Because right. we have you in the room. All right. All right. Right. I'm um, ready for but, this. but but so so makeup seems like there's two kind of schools of thought for makeup and I'm sure there's a spectrum in between as well but makeup for me means like oh you could um, you're kind of creating Gimli in Lord of the Rings or something like that where you're doing a lot of prosthetic work you're making someone you know not who they appear to be and it's and it's kind of an amazing thing or even Guardians of the Galaxy um, a lot of really interesting Nebula Gamora yeah, yeah. you're, you're de- creating a character and then and then but then the other side of ma- makeup that I'm always kind of curious about is like um, when uh the so for example I, as i understand it uh there is a film and i'm going to i'm going to struggle to remember it now where the makeup Uh-oh. budget was something like 10 dollars or something like that and the entire the entire mode of it was um naturalism like complete naturalism and that is a talent in itself to make someone look natural but lit well on screen so it's kind of like so i'm like Absolutely. i never i i never know like what what do you think makes a good makeup job in a movie. It, it has to really complement the, the character and the storyline. Like they add all has to fit very well together. It right. makes sense. A lot of times when you're looking at makeup, um, sometimes it doesn't make sense with what the character is going through. It doesn't make the character more believable or more relatable. So all of that kind of has to fit together with the wardrobe. It can't actually be just about the makeup. The makeup just has to complement everything else that goes along with it to the point where when you're watching it, it just, it's, one thing it's not oh her makeup is amazing it's like oh the, i actually believe this whole thing it all makes sense yeah. i uh i i equate it, it i feel like it falls I, in I, the I, same school almost as from from a from a uh, you know a specific uh niche job in filmmaking or television it does kind of fall into the same 
pivot point of editing for me. Right. Because yeah. great editing, it's it's great when you don't notice it. I mean, I yes, do. there's 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 exceptions when like it's the point to notice it. Yes. Same with makeup, yes. etc. But like it's definitely one of those things where if it's done correctly, no one's gonna sing your praises. <laughs> well, and this is the case. The, the the movie I was thinking about was the Dallas Bias Club, which won the Oscar for best makeup a few years ago. And the thing was famously is they had a budget of two hundred fifty dollars for the makeup of all that right, movie. All right, all right, and mm. and so it was kind of a interesting case where there was like, well, it's not a lot of work going into this, but right. it's kind of, it's the right kind of work, right. you know, like, it's or just, it makes but not it, again, that it makes sense with the characters and what they're going through at that time. Yeah. It all really has to fit. So, yeah. And, and I think, you know, for like for me as a director on set, the thing that I'm always impressed by with makeup people that I work with is like being able to track a character because, you know, you shoot out of order. So being yeah. able to say, OK, at this moment, this is where they're at. And therefore, I need to work backwards at this moment exactly. and I need to work backwards at this moment. And this needs to, you know, like, yeah. it's that yeah. kind of retention of character that's really important to me. Continuity is, is just so hard, especially when, like you <laughs> said, when you're shooting out of order and you're shooting back and forth, like it's <laughs> it can be really a difficult thing to, to maintain. And it's really but it's, you know, like that seems like such a under the hood kind of thing that it's hard to like judge that as a true, but yeah. it's so, it's so necessary. And even Bethany, I, in, uh, uh, when we've worked together on various shows, like when you and your team sort of like step in to like fix a thing, like no one else noticed it. Right. And like it definitely a hundred percent when we're in the room, we're like, Oh yeah. Like we, we're like when you, when you fix something for one of our people on screen, I now remember that moment. And when I'm looking at the footage, <laughs> I'm like, Oh, we can't use anything before here because like because that hair move that. and like, and so, uh, it's yeah, it's yeah, yeah. it's super necessary and and wonderful when it all comes together. This is my question. Right. Before we get back to Wonder Woman. Okay. Okay. Should Suicide Squad have won the Oscar for best makeup? Now, Killer Croc in that was incredibly well done. I thought that it was done very very well. I, I, what it was up against the the other uh, movies in that category, I, it was a tough. I felt like it was a tough win to sure. say that they won. They had to be very close with. Um, so the nominees uh, for that year were uh, Suicide Squad, A Man Called of, Star Trek Beyond. I think Star Trek should have got it if we're going for that sort of thing. See, this is the thing. I don't. I don't know how to judge that. I think. I think the makeup in Star Trek is just as good as the makeup in yeah, Suicide I was Squad. Say Star Trek was good. I thought it was something else that was. Uh the man called uh, man called of was uh, the foreign language. The foreign foreign. Right. language I wonder if it was because there were so many different kinds in Suicide Squad because you had some. I was uh, going to say there was multiple characters to try to maintain. So not only in different types of characters. So now you're not only do you have the the um, the aliens or the the special effects creatures that yeah. you're trying yeah, yeah. to maintain. You also have to balance those with your your Will Smith characters that have limited um, makeup, and so trying to the continuity of all of balancing all of them is probably what they were. And even the hybrid of both Joker and Harley Quinn, right? Like they're normal faced people, but they're known for their well. Harley Quinn's wearing make. Oh, I guess no, she's at, they're both died. I guess at this point because of the chemicals, they're both died white. Right. Uh, but yeah. So yeah. Okay. All right. Fine, right. fine. Right. So Suicide Squad, the upshot of all of this is Suicide Squad has an Oscar. And, and right, you know that's that's all we're really interested in. But that is, is that's the upside. So I mean, that's the upshot of this conversation. He's so sad. About Can we call it something else? He's so sad. The point. It. That's the point of this conversation. There's no the, upside no, to the, suicide. The takeaway. The takeaway from the this takeaway is the that. Takeaway. Here, here, here's a, here's another thing before before we get into Wonder Woman. Just quickly recapping: Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Suicide Squad. Where are you at? Like what? What are your What are your feelings? Where am I at? Yeah, you really need to recap where I'm at. I'm I'm asking you. 
Uh, Man of Steel had moments, but it suffered from dumb, dumb, dumb script. And I like Henry Cavill as Superman. I think he's uh, he's a great Superman. Just like I like Ben Affleck as Batman. They're just put in these garbage sauce movies. Uh, And it sucks because, you know, Zack Snyder and and, and I I hate... Ooh, because Zack Snyder is the architect. He's the, the architect right. for the DC Cinematic Universe. Um, and, you know, I don't want to sort of I don't want to shit talk his work because there's a lot of aspects of his stuff that I do enjoy. Like, I think from a visual perspective, he's great in yeah. many. I mean, I, I think he's a more artful Michael Bay at moments. Yeah. At yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it then it sort of gets a little little too much. But I, you know, I loved the remake of uh, Dawn of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved I even think Sucker Punch is a beautifully visual film. But even though the rest of it is pure mm-hmm. trash, I really like Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Um but I just don't think he's the right fit. He came, he came to this and I found it so funny that they chose him to be the person because he, and and it's interesting because it is the anti Marvel sort of way to go. He's not a comic book fan. He Mm. doesn't like these. He doesn't, he's not like he never read them as a kid and he's just sort of Mm. coming in with his own stuff, which is fine. And it's, it's fine. If you want that sort of darker tone to it, perspective, yeah, that's cool. Um, but I do feel this. I think we've gotten to this argument here where he, I think the reason, for instance, why Watchmen works really well and for, for me yeah. and uh, Dawn of Justice, for instance, didn't is because Watchmen is ostensibly a story about why superheroes kind of suck. Mm-hmm. And I think Zack Snyder honestly thinks superheroes are kind of stupid. I, and and so those two, the creator and the, that source material and works very well work together well because together. I think his core belief system when it comes to this sort of thing is that at least that's the feeling I get from interviews and things and just from from the work. Whereas with we have something so seminal and so, I mean, culturally a touch point, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, like these are characters that have been around forever that are beloved by both comic book heads and regular people regular that people. have seen the, the, the TV shows or anything. They've been all over everything. Maybe they just like the bat symbol and they own a t-shirt. Like, so when you put him in the reins of that, it gets to this like weird, dark, gritty space that feels super odd to me and, and off. And just his, his tonality for the entire thing has really disappointed me. And since he was the baseline of what this is supposed to be. Yeah. And you can even, and as we get into it, we'll talk about it in wonder woman. There are moments I'm like, this feels a little too Zach for me. A little too mm. Snydery. A little too Zach attack. And, and, and I, I don't want to, I, again, I don't want to shit on, on, on the man himself. I know, on a personal level he's going through some things and that's awful and I wish him and his family only the best and I mm-hmm. I there are works of his that I will defend to my dying day but um it's just I don't think he was the right man for the job and now it's so funny because now because he's dealing with all of his personal stuff that he has to do and rightfully so uh Joss Whedon who's going to be directing the Batgirl movie is stepping in to do I think what 30 mil of reshoots for Justice League wow sure. uh yeah. and so that doesn't bode I mean just Joss Whedon I obviously believe can turn anything into gold that's just the me thing but like that 30 mil of reshoots like that's, that's a lot that's a thing I I mean Bethany, what do you think of the whole, uh, like, you know, uh, Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Suicide Squad? So I'm coming to you as a, strictly as an entertainment perspective, because I've never been a super um, comic book fan. Like I've, I've, I've read a few and I've, I have friends that are comic book heads and are, will fight me to the end about uh, a subject or a topic. Um, I am right here. (laughs) And one of them is right here. Yeah, of course. Um, I I enjoyed it, but it wasn't something that I was like, oh, I need to watch it again and again and again. Right. Okay. Each each so, movie or 
Suicide, Suicide Squad excluded in that. Like yeah. I did watch it one time, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but the Batman versus Superman, I didn't mind it. Right, like it, it didn't, it wasn't great. Yeah. it wasn't bad. So it was one of those. I was like, okay, that's not bad. Yeah, and Man of Steel. Did you and see that? I did see Man of Steel, and the same thing. Like I was like, oh, this is cool. Like it's all right. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't make me hate the series. It didn't make me love it. So, and, and I'm assuming that, you know, you're, when you're creating something, you want people to love it. You want right. to, you're creating it for them to have that attachment to it. And because I did not, um, in that aspect, I guess it, it did not do well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Shahir. Uh, for me, I actually quite liked Man of Steel. I think Man I of remember Steel. that. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I kind of liked Man of Steel. I, well, I like I liked the, the, Tone, because I'm a Superman fan, you know, like yeah. as a little, you, you dressed up as one woman. I dressed up with my red underwear on the oh, outside yes. and I yes, used to yes. like curl my hair in a little thing and I would jump. <laughs> and you weren't offended. <laughs> like you weren't offended. No, by not at all. Not, not in the You weren't slice. offended that he was just murdering people left and right. I, I mean, think, it is I, the murder verse. They have called the DC cinematic universe, the murder verse because every superhero. Uh, well, actually Wonder Woman killed people, but in the, like a, in the, in the, what I would argue the correct way. Cause she kind of always has in this comics anyway, been someone who's like cool with, I, I, I don't, uh, I, I Everyone's think acceptable. I want to, I actually, I really want to talk about that topic a little more in more detail yeah, as we, in, as we as get we into, the, into the Wonder Woman review. Um, I think, uh, that topic is problematic across almost oh, every superhero the, film sure. to yes. some, to some extent, to some extent. Um, I d the, the fact that he snaps Zod's neck spoiler for man of steel really actually didn't bother me. And I think it actually made sense for what that film was trying to do. I didn't uh, mind Zod. I minded that the collateral damage that he, he had no regard for any and, and, <laughs> and to be a being that fully hears and experiences almost everything going on. He's literally hearing the screams of hundreds upon thousands of people as he's smashing through buildings that are collapsing. Yeah. So so like even in the beginning of Batman right. v Superman, when Bruce Wayne's in the street, like I was like, oh yeah, like, yeah, he's Superman sucks. Yeah, like, yeah, no. So I, I, I like all that stuff. Um, <laughs> I like the murder. I, I like he the like, mass I liked murder. It all. Yeah, yeah. I liked it all. No, no, I, I, I actually, I liked, um, I think for me, Zack Snyder works in two modes. I think, uh, for me, there's a mode of Zack Snyder, which is intellectually ambitious. So there's films yes. like, um, uh, and I think the worst case example of this is Sucker Punch. I yeah. think Sucker, Sucker Punch is intellectually ambitious. Have but, you seen that, Bethany? I have not seen but, that. But, uh, but also intellectually vacuous. And, and, and <laughs> It's a beautiful film that's trying too hard and misses many marks. And, here, and the, 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 the trouble should have occurred is that that was the film that landed him the job for Man of Steel. Um, mm. and, and I think the reasoning is Christopher Nolan was the person who grandfathered the series because he had done so well with The Dark Knight and he chose um, Zack Snyder because because I think perhaps he'd seen an early cut of Sucker Punch and he, and he admired the ambition of Sucker Punch. And if you, if you know Christopher Nolan, who's an, an ambitious filmmaker as well, I think that makes sense. Sure. Um, there's another mode of Zack Snyder, which is that um, when he is just trying to entertain you, a la um, uh, Dawn of the Dead, mm -hmm. uh, I think he actually works pretty well. Yeah. And, I th and I think there's, there's a, to me, the thing uh, that I enjoyed about Man of Steel is there's a glimmer 
more of that in that movie. Okay. Um, I think when it gets to Dawn, Batman v Superman, he's leaning. And I actually don't think he uh, hates comic book heroes. I think he deeply loves Frank Miller. And I think he deeply loves Alan Moore. But and, Frank Miller and Alan Moore hate superheroes. They, they, they literally have gone on point and spent, they, they literally don't like them. And that's why they changed them to the points where they sort of, I don't think break. they, I don't think they hate superheroes. I think they hate the way you got to read some interviews. <laughs> I read a lot of Alan Moore and I read a lot of interviews with him. I read uh, a well outside his spectrum of comic book stuff. Um, I think what Alan Moore is a genius at, I mean, like the case in point, and I know this is going to get like slightly nerdy, is his adaptation of Swamp Thing. I think his work in Swamp Thing. <laughs> Unacceptable to get nerdy. His, his work in Swamp Thing proves that he loves that character more. He, a, uh, he's an intellectual powerhouse. Oh yeah. Uh, Alan Moore is, is one of, in my opinion, one of the greatest writers that has ever lived. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's an intellectual powerhouse and, and what he did with Swamp Thing and what he did with Watchmen is proved that this is the way superhero should be done. The, it doesn't need to be vacuous and, and, and simple and this simplified. is the way that it could be done. Yes. Yeah, and, and, and is still the best representation of how it should be done. And, 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 and I so, disagree with that, but yeah. I think it's a wonderful take. I, I think Frank Miller is, is, is in that same mold. Frank Miller, and Neil Gaiman are kind of in that same mold of, uh, of revisionists of superhero, of superhero works. Neil Gaiman though, did it, sort of well and also sort of respectfully where it's so funny because if you go back and read, I'm sorry, if I'm sorry. Too, no, no, this is like, we're no, just, no, you guys are fine. If you, if you I'm read the, if you read the dark Knight returns, if you read Frank Miller stuff today, yeah, like, it doesn't hold up. I, it doesn't hold up in the way Watchmen weird, holds up. It's just basically they re, he reinvented sort of like Batman years later <laughs> and they kind of borrowed it for Batman v Superman a little bit where it's an older Batman who like literally just like the world's beating him down. He doesn't give a shit. Right, he's he basically, care. and he's like, he murders people and he does whatever. And like, uh, it, it's, it's a, very like when did it come out 80s or 90s uh, 84. 84 84 yeah it's a very sort of like 80s or even i would even equate it into sort of like it's early the same 90s year the, it's the same year the watchman came out of like this weird like super like dark machismo manly bullshit that like it, it's it's very um it's violent for violence sake right. and it's and it's and he and i feel like frank miller is deliberately and he's said some things in interviews that allude to this it's very deliberately being like oh i'm going to take this child's property and spin it on its head because fuck everybody like it's a very I, it's I a very like uh how do I put at, it? At any rate, I think that lines up with where Zack Snyder is, which is I don't think he hates those characters. I think he he wants to see them do things that we haven't seen, before, which is why he wanted to do Watchmen so badly. Um, I, I think, you know, unfortunately, uh, I, I think on occasion his uh, his reach exceeds his grasp kind of thing or, you know, right. you know. so. With all that said, with all of that said, <laughs> that's where we're coming to with Wonder Woman. And obviously on the on the flip side of this whole thing is the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is playing um, in a much lighter tone with characters that we know. But I, I think I think oddly these these are actually true to what the DC world has been has always been and what the Marvel world has nope. been. I think, I think, nope. well, okay, I, okay I, go I ahead, Matt. Say, I've, had, I've heard people say the same thing too. Like they feel like this is how DC is properly being portrayed. Like that's what they expect compared if, to Marvel. Yeah. But I've also had heard the other argument as well, that they feel like they're just taking it way too far. There, so here's the deal. And cause I've read, I don't know if you guys know this. I've read a lot of comics. Um, oh wait, we think, uh, and, I think I know um, 
every both DC and Marvel have both waded back and forth into this like sort of like baseline superhero, then going like real sort of fun and light and then going real dark and dirty. Right. So it's not that DC is more dark and dirty in the comics than Marvel is. That is not the case at all. You can look at uh, old man, Logan Punisher kills the Marvel universe. You can look at Spider-Man rain. They all there's, there's equal stories of dark, horrible shit in both universes. So it's not, that DC is this like adult dark universe and Marvel is more like family ish fun. Cause that's not the case. They both in, in all arcs of all, I mean, superhero green lantern or, or Spider-Man and Wolverine, like every, everybody has moments of levity and darkness. Right. What I think the Marvel cinematic universe does incredibly well. And up until before wonder woman, I don't think that the DC universe ha- had any idea on how to do was how do we ride lines of emotion where you, you can like either allude to dark shit and not like make your whole movie a, a downer and a bummer right. like you, you need to have you need Some to have kind of waves in, in any film should hear I, mean, I think you'd agree if, if you want to sort of have the most effective um, tone whatever that tone is you can't keep that same one tone the entire time you have to have variations to get you back to the tone to sort of like make you feel that like you only know what happy is because you know what sad is right and a film and these DC films so far have just been for me and I feel like a lot of people just one note straight through everything's dark and shitty and these characters are kind of like downers to me like Superman in particular is supposed to be this beacon of hope he falls into the Wonder Woman category for me Batman's obviously broody and kind of a sociopath but Superman's supposed to be this ideal sort of like the ideal man for lack of a better term and they turned him into a broody dick and I didn't like it Mm -hmm. uh which is why unless we can keep going down this rabbit hole too, but which is why I was so psyched for wonder woman. It seemed like it was going to strike a a more even tone and a more sort of even varied tone. Um, just to get back, always sort of coming back to where it wanted to be, where it was like an actual good time at the movies. I wasn't depressed at all watching wonder woman. Uh, it it was, uh, I know we're now we're getting into a little bit of first thoughts, but I, I thought it was, uh, a very fun time at the movies. It was a summer blockbuster that I didn't feel stupid watching a la fast eight or, you know, something like that. Like there's, there's certain things where it's like, I'm going to turn my brain off and I know what this is. This movie, I didn't turn my brain off. I just had fun with it. Right. Um, I think that it went from, um, Oh, well, first of all, I mean, and, and we can't also talk about this without even talking about the box office. It cracked a hundred mil, uh, which is huge for, uh, for Patty Jenkins right. and just the idea that a, a, a woman can. Yeah. I mean, that's fucking, and we, I mean, I feel I like, feel, the, I feel like it needed to be directed by a woman. Yes. Like, yes. And I, and I'm, I know the three of us in this room probably were like, yeah, no shit that that can happen, but it felt like that whatever execs or something just didn't believe it. Mm-mm. Um, so, and now I think right now, I think, uh, as, as of today, we're recording this, I think it's 254 million worldwide, uh, 129 wow. domestic. Um, Oh, and also we talk about Bethany a lot of times, like you've seen, you've seen it twice. We talk about it. uh, We talk about sort of our experiences in the theater. I had a wonderful experience in uh, the theater in Astoria um, the other night where I went and I, I was watching it and like both adult women and little girls in the theater were like cheering so fucking hard. Oh yeah. Oh Mm -hmm. yeah. And it was, I went twice. Sorry. The first time I went, the theater was packed. It was full. There was not an empty seat in the place. Of course it was a, it was Thursday night. So it was a night before. Yeah. Right. And, um, 
It was so full that people were dressed up. It was actually, it was a good time. Everyone was excited to be there yep. from the beginning to the end. And you could tell throughout the movie that they were so attached and connected because laughed at every joke. They were um, in it and clapping during every, every good thing. And they were, you, it was dead silence when they were sad or when they were just waiting for something to happen. But at the end, everyone clapped and everyone stood up and it was a good time. So I really enjoyed watching it. And then I went again and watched it at IMAX. And I think there was like maybe three people other people right, in the movie yeah. all right and still the three of us were clapping we right. still had a good time like it was and then i actually analyzed the movie a little bit more like trying to pay i said maybe i missed something you know you're trying to listen and i was mm -hmm. like actually no i because i watched it the first time like i really caught everything there wasn't anything that i missed like i really enjoyed watching the movie yeah okay share what you what you think buddy uh -oh, uh -oh. um <laughs> So a couple of thoughts. Okay. Um, first off, yes, the the conversation about Patty Jenkins as a female driven director, I, I think is a little asinine, to be honest with you. Like I'm it, yes, it's it's. Uh, Do you think it's more clickbaity than actual problem? Is that what you're saying? Uh, I think there is no problem there except the one that we seem to have created for ourselves by not well, having more female blockbuster directors. Well, the right. industry yeah. has done that. Yeah, but I don't, I, I mean, like, I, I think the idea that a female-driven superhero film was a gamble as, you know, to quote Variety or I think uh, Indie, uh, Indie Wire or something like that or uh, that mentioned that, I think is a little bit of, uh, of just... In my mind, asinine reporting, and and here's what my thing it's about it's a gamble them. for stupid people. Yeah, it's it, and, <laughs> and 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 what I think is unfortunate for this movie is that it bears the burden of the weight of it becomes a, a couple. It becomes the referendum on whether female superhero films can succeed, and I think that's a that's a silly conversation point. Like, I don't think that's an interesting conversation point. I think there have been many examples of female driven films that have done extremely well at the box office. Um, not one, one that comes springs immediately to mind happened in 1986 and that's aliens. Yeah. yeah. Aliens is, you know, and like, alien and, and alien. Yeah. The whole Sigourney movie. Now it's not to say that just because that one film did, we are definitely in a, in a world of consistency where male driven superhero films or male driven films are the norm. So it's unfortunate that that Wonder Woman has to bear the brunt of that. I think That's also well, a thing I think Wonder Woman has bared the brunt of that throughout history, period, because yeah. it, she came right after <laughs> women were fighting for rights and equality. <laughs> so that was the superhero. It's, actually, that it's true to, to it's true to, to her character. Yeah, right. it's true to the character of what Wonder Woman represents. And, and so I think as as a film about representation uh, I think it uh, its success is very meaningful and profound. And as you say, when little girls watch this and they get excited about it and mm -hmm. they think about, hey, I'm not just um, the side character in a movie that's there for the for the for the male gaze. Yeah. Right. Uh, then I am I you know I think that is a profoundly wonderful thing and needs to happen. Um, unfortunately, there's a little I, I dislike having that discussion because what happens is when a movie becomes a, a an exercise in representation, it un, unfortunately will always misrepresent things because of, if that's its mode of entry. And, and what I mean by that is like, why is Wonder Woman not a person of color? Why does Wonder Woman, you know, why do, why, why in the Thamir Scary universe are uh, black women only sideline and regulated? It, it becomes this sort of like odd question about representation. If you, tr if you try to critique it and analyze it through this sure. through that mode. So yeah. I, so 
that aside, I think I think the the lessons of Wonder Woman for the audience are wonderful. I think the um, I think the the fact that it's done so well is wonderful. I think that it 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 uh, its its profile, its size, its scale is important for uh, uh, a mainstream cinematic universe. I think, and and to be fair, I think this movie does some really interesting things that I quite liked. Um, and I, and I was, um, for the most part, I actually enjoyed most of it. I don't think it's a great movie. I think it's, I think it takes interesting steps in the ballpark within it's within, within which it is working, but I don't necessarily think it's a great movie. I mean, I guess define for me, I, I don't, I mean, uh, great yeah, movie. I'm confused too. Is what do you mean that you don't think it's a great movie? I, I, I am not roused by this film. Okay. I don't, I am not, I am not compelled by yeah. this character. I am not sure. I, I'm not interested in, in the, the way in which this film tells its story, I think is fairly perfunctory. I think it does some things that are structurally, um, strange and, and, and doesn't seem to add up and seems to be working in the things that are atypical for the superhero film. And, 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 and I don't think it breaks any barriers in that, in, in that respect. Uh, I didn't find it particularly rousing. I didn't find it particularly, you know, like, Oh my God, this is amazing. I wasn't, I didn't walk out of it particularly compelled. I, I think the writing at parts is, is, is pretty bad. Uh, I am, uh, I'm not entirely convinced about Gal Gadot as an actress. Um, I think she wears the suit very well and I think she is cast very, very well. Um, which I think is half the battle, but, um, there's a theatricality to this movie that I don't think she quite measures up to as well as say someone like Chris Pine. Okay. I must so tell you, <laughs> like I, I had my reservations about Gil Gadot in the beginning as well, because yeah. uh, again, coming from a, uh, um, a TV fan, mm -hmm. no one in, in life would ever compare to Linda Carter. Like, okay. I, <laughs> Without a like doubt. Yeah, right, yeah. I was like, who would they get? And you kept, you would run through all of the people that you knew yeah. as they have been talking about trying to, to do a Wonder Woman movie for the last, what, who knows how many every year? There's years. a failed TV and, 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 and to be fair, she was the best thing about Batman v Superman. She is the only reason to watch Batman v <laughs> yep, Superman. That's that what I said before. That, when yeah. I, was yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say she is the without a doubt the reason to watch that movie. Right, right, yeah. right. And so I think that out of anyone that they could have cast, she was one of the best people that they could have picked. Right. Even though I was not a fan, everyone right. was like, "Oh, well, she was great because she was in the Fast and Furious," and I was like, "Well, she sucked in that. Like, I didn't even really like right. her in that movie. I thought she was okay. Yeah. I, I didn't think she was amazing. It, so I thought, <laughs> like you, I was like, she's going to be okay in this. She's not going to be amazing. Right. She but, actually did very well, and yeah. I was very impressed with her acting ability and mm -hmm. the belief, like making me believe that she was this person and that she was this innocent and that she was learning." And and so I kind of like went along the journey. Like I actually felt like I was connecting mm -hmm. with her. So I'm, I'm kind of I'm okay. So so, but now this is this is my question to Shahir. Sort of with this sort of quote, great film title or not title. Mm -hmm. Is it possible then? Because now just going to point this out. This is a film, a genre of film that you're not particularly a big fan of in general. Okay. And this film is not exactly pointed at you. And by that, I mean, you know, whatever. So is it possible that it is actually a great film that is just not for you? 
Uh, that's entirely possible. That's without a doubt mm. possible. It's without a doubt that a a, a 13 year old girl, a 14 year old girl, uh, a 14 year old boy, a 21 year old boy will love this movie okay. and think it's that's a what wonderful I want. Film. Yeah. No, that's that's without it because I mean, I but, know, but, I know. but that goes without saying. Like that's no, not, I think it's important because when you say, you, I mean, to, but, before but, we broke it my, down. But 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 the point is my opinion about this. No, and no, my I understand. opinion about this is this is not a great film, and and I think. Okay, I'm getting a little semantic with it, but I just wanted to sort of break that down because I think that is an important note to say, and and I know it's opinions. And and here's a comparison point. I believe Logan is a great film. I think that is truly a great film. But you've also said you don't believe it's a superhero movie. I don't think I said, I, I, I think, I think what I said there is it breaks the tenets of, of the structure within which superhero movies tend to move. And there's a really good essay right now by Nerdwriter that talks about um, the way in which genres shift and change over time. And I think, and I think um, what Logan points to is this, is this, uh, I think in the, in the classical genre studies is called the Renaissance of the genre. Sure. And that's where you take the, the, the classic structural modes of the genre and reinvent them to something that actually becomes anew. And I think, and for me, Logan is a great movie. I have problems with Logan, as we talked about in that review, things that I think are problematic. I don't think to me, the reason Wonder Woman doesn't achieve greatness as, as I, as I think every film should strive to do, um, is that it basically lives within the tenets of the superhero, superhero genre in a way that doesn't do anything new structurally that I think is, is really worth getting that excited about. Mm-hmm. I think the third act is really problematic. I think, um, Oh wow. Uh, I thought it was one of the best third acts of a superhero movie in a long time. Really? Yeah. Better I mean, than Logan. No, but Logan, <laughs> Logan also has the, into the, the emotional weight of, of and, and however that, many years okay, okay, going and so, back. And the word I, that you use there is exactly the word I was thinking about. Emotional weight. But that yeah. emotional weight comes from everyone and their mother and father knowing for the last 17 years or whatever that Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. He's been in however nine or whatever many you, movies. You, but but are you discounting the work that that film Not does? at all, but it's both. It's synergistic. It's, <laughs> it's it, you, you could, you could make a film not about, we've talked about this but you can make a film not about logan with the exact same level of skill and 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 wonderment and craft put into it and it would not be as effective as logan was because it also has in its corner that history yeah. now th- that's that's my point and okay okay so, okay that the, yeah. uh, uh, uh i i think you're kind of missing what i'm saying but 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 a fair oh, i point. caught it nothing goes over my head i'm too <laughs> fast <laughs> okay. um uh right, but you're a superhero we didn't know but but i you know tracks. like uh there's a, there's a thing with, with Wonder Woman, which is that I find uh, it is, and again, I think there are some really interesting ideas in this movie. And then that's, and that's what I what want. What are they? The oh. interesting, a couple of the interesting ideas are, uh, one is that evil is not a single, is, is not a single entity. Of course, mm-hmm. then the film kind of f- f- backflips on that idea, which is what makes me less interested in Sure. It. Um, you know, like the idea that the evil of man is not, um, is not just limited to one big bad, which is something that superhero movies tend to do. You know, sure. like there is one big bad. And if you destroy that big bad, the all, all is good in the world. I, I think that is a really interesting and unique idea. I also like, um, the idea that, um, Diana is placed into a historical context that is not for her, t- not for her agenda uh, at that particular time. I think it, I think that's a really smart move for mm-hmm. this movie to do to put her in a place before the suffrage movement where she has no rights. And I love I I I think it's really 
Um, when she's in like parliament. Yeah, I think it's really, <laughs> I think it's really smart. It's it a really, amazing. it's a really smart play to, to like, to put her in that context and have basically everyone saying no to her and what she has to do and don't do. Um, cause then I she think, says, fuck it and goes, does whatever the hell she wants. Yeah. I think, I think that that's a really, really interesting idea. I mean, I that think, was part of where yeah. she came from in the very beginning. And yeah, that's but like, that was the connection. Like, I feel like they had to have some balance of what the actual origin of the character was and how this actually move this movie went along. I mean, yeah. they had to bring they had to kind of there's some people who just have no idea of where she came from and why she's here. They're just like, oh, Wonder Woman's great. And we love. And, and it would have been easy to actually just put her as like a, a, an alien that pops down in 2017. Right. You know, right. Mean, exactly. You know, and that would make that would make uh uh, that would uh, basically avoid that entire historical context. But nerdy, nerdy thing too, just uh, on the side of all, even all this, I really respected how, cause Wonder Woman has been reinvented a bunch of times. Her origin story has re- been redone five redone or six times. times yeah. And this one touches on a couple different ones, which is actually really nice. And I know we're, we're about 40 minutes into this podcast. So we're going to get into spoilers now, even though we're not breaking it down sort of like we normally do, <laughs> but so uh, be, be warned right now. So uh, she's told in the beginning by her mother that uh, her mother made her out of clay and then brought her to life and blah, blah, blah. That is an original origin story of Wonder original, Woman. Yes. Right. Then they retconned it in the comic books and they made her um, the daughter, daughter of Zeus. Well, the daughter of Ares actually right. in the comics. And right. I didn't like that ah. because then it got this whole weird thing and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then in this film, it turns out that she is the daughter of Zeus built as a quote, God killing weapon that is meant to battle Ares. Ares. Now in the, in the movie, they do something which I thought was very clever, at least clever enough for this sort of genre where it's like, there's this one sword that they're all calling the God killer. And that's what she takes to go fight Ares eventually. And whatever and I knew from the very beginning that it was supposed to be her. And then instead of the weapon. So I was, yeah, like, yeah. I was thinking, I was looking at everybody else and I was like, do you guys know that it's not, it's not yeah. the weapon. Yeah. It's her. It's her. So, um, I just, I like the fact that, they took a lot they took two or three of her origin stories and mashed them together into something that I found uh interesting and I like when they're able to do that in these sort of spaces even take silly things like oh you were made out of clay yeah. <laughs> and they then it worked in the, in the world that they threw out there yeah I, I think I think they're you know that's an interesting idea and I think it worked for me and it was unique um uh I I just I kind of think that this is a film that that has some really interesting ideas um that that ultimately they kind of give way for it to do a superhero movie. And I, and I mean that in a pejorative sense, which is that, you know, ultimately, even though this is a film about finding the good in man, um, or the good in humanity, sure. I've still got to punch it with a, with something, you know, in order to, right. in and order I think to, it, it normally, normally I would at least sort of, um, concede to that but the i think the difference with this and it's, it's so funny because this film and its creation and its time and place it all mixes together in this weird pot the one of the things that sadly again we talked about it before that had to be proven is that a female led and female directed superhero movie which means it's in this mold for the most part can work and can be financially viable and enjoyed by a lot of people. And so, yes, could obviously, and I'll say this straight up. Could the movie have been better? Yeah, of course it could. Almost every movie I've ever seen could be better. Like, okay. but, but this, but what I'm saying is I think it's important even from a cultural or a, or a, 
or a monetary or a, a studio system, whatever basis that it is this mold of movie. It's doing the similar thing that all the other movies are doing, but now it's a woman leading the charge on both fronts, both character and director. And director. It's proving that in this very specific space, uh, fuck you, everybody else. This is a totally viable situation and it shouldn't have taken this long to get here. So I like the fact that it fall, that it is in this, in this sort of thing. Right. But again, as I, as I think I've, I felt I, like as the first movie, it needed to be in this thing. Like it couldn't have gone too far beyond that because then it would have been criticized for being that far beyond. Like, like I felt like it needed to be exactly what it was. If it was too much, it would have, it would not have succeeded the way it did. Right. I, I think my point to that is I think it's been done before and done bitter. Um, and that's my point about that. You know, I think I, I, I'm the point, the touch point I'm going to, there's two, two movies I'm going to use. Yeah. One is the descent and one is aliens. And I think those are both bitter movies. Both are not big budget action films. Aliens is a huge budget action movie that, that is the, was the number seven movie of 1986. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a mess. Okay. Let me rephrase Not a superhero, big budget action movie. Well, because the superhero movies in 1986 were a different ballpark. I understand yeah. they were all done by men. They were all men, men like right. thing. I mean, yes, you can, if, if, if that's your barometer for what makes this different than, than sure. I mean, it really does but it make also this makes different it- because again, it has been tried to been, it, it has, they have tried to do this over and over again. And I think because of the significance of who Wonder Woman was and what she meant for not just comics, but for women period, that was what was part of the holdup of actually sure. doing the movie in the first place. I, I'm, I'm not disputing any yeah. of that. What I'm saying is. Aliens is a great movie. Yeah. The Descent is a great movie. Yeah. This is an okay movie. That, uh, that's what I'm saying. That aliens, is- on my opinion, Aliens, great movie. This great movie. Descent, okay movie. <laughs> really? Uh, but that's, whatever. This Depends th- which ending of The Descent you saw. Uh, it doesn't matter. No, no, no. I'll point this. As objectively as I can say, it really matters whether you think The Descent is a great movie. What ending did on, you see? There was different endings to this film, The Descent. This film, The Descent is about four women spelunkers, cavers, who go underground and get trapped and have to fight their way out for uh, and a there's, number a and number there's monsters of, in the third act well it's, mm. it's kind of a spoiler but but yeah okay it's I, old the spoiler I, alert for descent the 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 ending that is uh the british movie it was it was directed by uh neil um oh i've forgotten his name he directs episodes of uh, you're close enough to just call him neil 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 marshall i think it was <laughs> You guys are friends. Um, yeah, you're friends. Yeah, yeah. Neil, I believe his name's Neil Marshall. Your BFF Neil. Um, he the in, the Brit, the original ending they that was out. cut for British in, uh, British audiences had a really metaphysical take on what actually happens towards the end. That it was psychological. That well, that she chooses to stay trapped inside the caves. Oh. Spoilers for spoilers for the scene, and it's really it's really profound and unexpected and beautiful. The, the, the ending that was recut for American audiences had her basically just escape the cave. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, one elevates that movie into greatness. The other just makes it a movie. Uh, a feeling normal, a typical movie. I, I guess my, 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 my yeah. point is here is that female lid films have existed. They do exist. I agree that there is a, a cultural touch point that, that is, that is surrounding this particular movie. It would be to me that 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 touch point would be uh, more powerful and resonant if it was actually a great movie. I think in the pantheon of of cinema that we will talk about that will stand the test of time, so to speak, will will not necessarily 
look favorably upon this movie on reflection. I think, I think there's a lot of, you know, you got excited when you saw the reviews and you, and you, and you sang about it. Yeah. So that's, that's important. I think when the, the wave of all that dies down and we actually just watch it as a movie, I think it's an, it's an okay movie. I don't, and I think, and I think, and my, and the reason I think that as well is that I think it is, um, you know, one of the things I talk about that I, I love in, you know, one of the things that I think makes a movie great is the way in which a movie can be hermetically sealed. It can be, it's, it's contained, it, it works, it has an internal consistency, it, 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 it has ideas that it follows through with. So far this movie for at least what I saw, does all those things. So right. I'm waiting for the breaking point. Right. I don't think this movie does that. I think a film, oh. you know, like, uh, 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 you know, the great movies that we've talked about on this podcast, I'm looking at the wall behind us. Obviously the first thing that we talk about is Mad Max. Mad Max fulfills all of those. Whenever things. we <laughs> argue, we go back to Mad Max yeah. Fury Road and we're like, Oh yeah, we love each other. We yeah, forgot. Yeah. Right. I mean, but Moonlight, um, <laughs> Moonlight, American you Honey, two are so cute. Uh, Arrival. I'm just looking at the poster behind you of movies. Yeah. That, that but, okay. that. but, but, but I don't think that this movie is internally, um, I don't think it follows through with conviction on the ideas it has. I think it does the oh, things I, superhero movies I think feel it like does. they should I do. I think it does. And, 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 uh, what Bethany, you had a question. I want to yeah. move on after this cause we're just going to, but what's going to happen is we're going to just argue back and forth yeah. and no one's going to convince <laughs> no, anyone, Bethany but should, Bethany yeah. had a thing. <laughs> no, I was going to say you, you say you don't think that it, it follows through on, on some of the points that it makes. And I, I'm, I'm kind of curious as so, to, Here's the logic thing for me that, that, uh, you know, like if we talk about some of those things, the, one of the logic points for problems for me is that I, I think the, the stuff at the beginning with Thermoscura, I think is, is that how you pronounce it? Yes. Uh, um, Good job. Is, is really interesting. I'm, I'm puzzled by the fact that this film gives more weight to Chris Pine's death than it does to her, her, her aunt's death. You know, I feel I'm struggle. With I feel like that's an act structure thing. And that's it's an also, extra, but and it's but, also but, a classic thing of a mentor dying in the beginning. So then it, it, it pushes but, a person. But you to see go how that, that automatically puts the film on a, on a back foot because of a, a film that, uh, a story that, that, that acknowledges or plays with that idea in a more interesting way would make it work better. Like if you, but if you're her, struggling with the first, if I'm struggling with the first act of this movie, then the third act doesn't quite land. For I me. just don't get why you're struggling. This is literally something that happens in, in a bunch of movies where a mentor dies and then therefore it pushes the main character, the heroine in this case to move forward. As far as emotional weight, I would argue that the only reason Chris Pine's death has more weight than Robin Wright's uh, wonderful character. I love seeing Claire Underwood, by the way, just fucking shooting three arrows at the same time. Oh, that, that was, was the best. Yeah. Um, the, the, the only reason is because we just spent two hours with the character. But right. also but that's the, her. The, the, also the reason is, is because he's base he's, he's in the comic book. Like he is part of the comic book. He's part of the TV show. The ant is not. Right. So, his his death right, but that has nothing to do impact with about his whole about <laughs> her whole life and how she actually uh, grew and and developed as as Wonder Woman as the right. uh, the superhero. But if you we if you require a knowledge beforehand of who these characters are and they're not internally consistent within the world of the film, then I think that's a problem. I think it works on both levels. If you're going from it from the, from the historical point of view, I think it works. I also think if you're literally just holding on to this thing, this, this movie did nothing wrong in that sense, at least again, from, from my opinion of from the structure, opinion. Yeah. but 
This is something you bring up Chris Pine. First of all, Chris Pine, great in this movie. I love that sort of I, the I romantic think- interest and the comic relief character are rolled into one thing. And yeah. I think that's really fun. Um, and they have a bunch of interesting, funny sort of dialogue and they have actual chemistry. There's actually a gif of they're in an interview at a press junket and Reddit put this up. It's like, man, I really just want to meet someone who makes Gail Godot uh, look longingly till she remembers that she's married mm. uh, because it's so funny that Chris Pine is talking in this gif. You guys got to look mm. it up. And she's looking over and she like is just sort of looking like super lovingly, like even does like a lower lip bite. And then she kind of looks down and like snaps herself out. It. It's just this weird moment where in that context of the title, you're like, oh, like they really like each other. Really it's, like each other. it's a nice thing. Yeah. Uh, but I want to bring this up. And, and Bethany, I'm super interested in your opinion on this because my friend Kelly uh, had a very interesting sort of take on this entire plot mm-hmm. and a problem that she had that uh, that most people haven't talked about. And I'm not sure I 100 percent agree with but I want to talk to actually both of you about this. Okay. So her problem with this movie, she really liked it. She thought it was wonderful and the action was great and the story was good and she liked liked the the Wonder Woman side of it was. But she thought that for a movie that's supposed to be about Wonder Woman, she felt that Chris Pine was the main character Mm -hmm. due to he was the catalyst pushing her through sort of the entire film. I went to, she told me this theory before I saw it and I was like, Oh man, that's going to be so weird. If like, if that's the case, she said like Chris Pine had more lines of dialogue than she did. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, this other stuff. And she used the example of like, if this is true, if this is the case, like how would you feel about a Spider-Man film where Mary Jane was pushing the entire thing through or, you know, something along those lines. I saw the film and I didn't quite see it that way, but I feel like there might be a nugget of truth in there somewhere. How did you ever get the feeling that wonder woman was being put on the back burner due to Steven Trevor's sort of character arc or how did you feel about that? I mean, now that I think about it, I I don't really, I, I still don't see where he was the main character. I, I see them both together. Like that, the purpose of the story was for them to both, defeat whatever the obstacle was and they helped each other i don't feel like one was more important than the other i feel like they both had to exist to to move forward yeah i mean i felt like it's personally again i was and then she here but the uh i felt like he was the he was the catalyst but she still made all the important decisions uh for the most part when when not not the uh macro decisions of like oh we need to go here but the micro decisions of oh we're here shit's going down no fuck it i'm doing what i want right do. right right uh she here do you think i i i, I that is actually uh, uh one of my qualms with this film is that is that i think chris pine steals the movie and it, it, it it's 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 interesting because it is structural like i, I like the idea I, you know as i said before i like the idea that 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 diana is thrust into a world where she is not the decision maker it's fish out of water too which is yeah. always fun but it's but it you know uh, unfortunately as a uh, from a performance point of view i be- i am more engaged with chris Pine's performance. I believe like he does a, this movie works in a fairly theatrical way. People are shouting at each other, telling each other the first half of this movie is all exposition dumps. And it's, it's, you know, it's not pleasant to watch in my opinion. Whoa. I I disagree with that entirely, both from a pleasant standpoint and all information dumps. There's at least like two action sequences in the beginning and a bunch of comedy stuff there too. So I don't know if we watch the same film at that point. 
Like what? Okay. Uh, I'm just going to move on. I mean, exposition dump is information being conveyed by people telling you things as opposed to, as opposed to things happening. And, and my thing there is like Diana's entire backstory is told to us by people just telling us what's happening. And I find that kind of dull. So when, when you're watching her as a little kid watching, uh, all of the women, you know, uh, fight and learn and train. And you sort of saw the glint in her eye that she actually wanted to be a warrior and she wanted to do certain things. And you also hear someone saying she wants to train, but she's not going to let you train. You see it and they put it in a, they put it in a, in an interesting sort of way to do it. Here's an example of, of, um, really, again, we'll go to Mad Max. Um, interesting exposition versus where someone is telling you what's happening versus you seeing what's happening. You don't know why Furioso is on the road. You don't know. You just see her doing things and you are compelled to follow that story. In Wonder Woman, you are seeing and being told things. You're about getting both. And, and I find like exposition dumps like that to be a sign of inelegant writing. I don't see that as an exposition dump. What I see as an exposition dump is in the beginning of a film when it's like the, the world is, is now burnt. It is now the year. Da, 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 da. Sir, blah, blah, blah has done this bullshit and stuff and this, that, and the other thing. And now the resistance is going to be the thing and blah, 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 blah. And then we go into a thing. I consider that an info dump. Mm-hmm. If it's literally actions being shown to me and a character saying lines that reference kind of those actions, that's that's just a movie plot. Like that doesn't feel info dumpy to me. I was going to say, and and that I kind of, you kind of expect it because it is an origin story. So it has to kind of tell you some, in some aspects it has to tell you and some aspects you have to kind of figure things out. I like right. that. They, I like that. It gives you both. I find that that kind of okay. writing where something is being told to you instead of seeing things happen in front of you to be fairly inelegant. And I, I feel think, like and, we got both. And, but for, and kid, for <laughs> even for children to be watching this movie, like you can't take it too far because it is supposedly not just an adult film. That's it is like, actually something that, that kids are supposed to relate to too. If you take it too far, there is something then, to say it, it, it's dumbing. It's I, dumbing it down as the, is the wrong term, but right. at the same point, like you do have to simplify it to a point if you're going to try to reach a, a younger a audience. Aussie. Yeah. Okay. Um, sure. If that's, okay. If, if that's if that's a, a diff, if that's a, a rationalization this, for, like for it, inelegant I, writing, <laughs> then sure. I, I wouldn't <laughs> say inelegant writing, but again, you have to realize that this movie had to encompass so many different. It does. It has to do a lot aspects, of things, and, yeah. I, and audiences, we've said that. and because of that, I felt like. Again, they tried so many times to try to make this a successful movie, and I feel like the reasons why it wasn't successful and they didn't do it, um, they didn't do it any sooner, was because they kept running into these same issues where they felt like certain audience would just be would be left out, or certain people would not embrace it, or certain things would just not. So they this was the one opportunity that they were able to encompass everyone. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 maybe, maybe it is this. Maybe women. it is this. Yeah, I think th- th- there might be sort of something to actually kind of the angle of what we are all saying. And I think what what you might not enjoy about this is you're, you're right. And, and look, is it the best writing? No, of course it's not the best writing. But what I think th- the important thing about it is, is it it's it's aiming to have the sort of um the the widest net of people that can enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I do and think that, that brings a, up a good point as far as the widest net, because I've heard a lot of uh, controversy about the red, yellow, the red, gold and blue mm. in comparison to the red, the red, white and blue. OK, because right. now they're talking about it being an internationally accepted film and not just an American film or an American hero, which it makes want. way more sense is mm. from a character perspective. Anyway, she's from Themyscira. She wasn't raised in Kansas like some other tighted people. Uh, so <laughs> it, 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 that makes more sense. So but like I do think that um some stuff that I feel like might be reaching out to specific audiences might hurt it for people in sort of your camp Shahir okay can we are we just gonna is anytime I have an opinion are we just gonna say (laughs) well this film's not for you is that what you're trying to say but but isn't that the entirety of things like not just you and just in general but the thing is 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 if I'm if I have an opinion and I think the writing is inelegant that is my opinion of course and I and I'm explaining to you why. And and what I what I think you're saying is, well, it's not for you. And I'm like, well, then why do, why would like, I why will why do we need? It's to talk interesting about because it? you you know you say <laughs> words like info dump and you say words like inelegant. Yeah. Um, I just don't I don't think that's fine if you don't. I'm not saying that the film no, 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 is, no, no, no. is specifically targeted at you or not targeted at you. But but <laughs> when you uh, and I guess it's the, it's the sort of the allow genre. Him to have his opinion. And he, and he <laughs> totally can. But we we then sort of have been having either counter uh, counter opinions or however you want to no, no, put no, it. And that's fine. I mean, we it, do a movie podcast. We no, this is what that, we do. That's totally that's totally fine. <laughs> you're acting like this is a surprise. No, no, but that's totally fine. But what you're saying is you're not you're not disputing what I'm saying. You're saying, well, it's doing this because it's and not aimed at you. Now I think you're not listening to what I'm actually saying because okay. all I've been doing is disputing and then that's sort of the culmination of sort of I, me saying well, okay, it's just well, not for you has been kind of like so we can move on and not keep echo chambering our opinions because <laughs> I literally pointed out and I'll do it again that I think the reason why and I could argue okay we'll, we'll, we'll do a reword game. Hmm. This has incredibly elegant writing for getting a point across to the, the largest uh, the largest Give amount. example. Can I finish no. a fucking thought? Give me an example. I'm literally doing that and you're interrupting me. You are hilarious. You're literally interrupting me, giving you an example. So if I can speak. It's like two kids. Sweet. So I think the film does a very good or elegant job in a specific style of writing to cast a wide net towards everyone. Let's use the info dump example. Okay. I had to finish my thought. You kept talking over. Okay. Uh, That's an interesting approach. Okay. The... One of the things about the info dumping, for instance, so Furiosa mm-hmm. in Mad Max Fury Road, the things that she here said are entirely true. You are interested in her because of sort of minor things, the world that is built around her. And then you sort of learn her, her backstory uh, as the film uh, progresses. Now, granted, her backstory is not the point of the film. And that you could argue is sort of a different sort of thing about the uh, this entirely. But she does. That is done in that sort of way. I don't think if you showed that film to, uh, I don't know. I mean, this is just a guess, but your average 12 year old, which you probably shouldn't, mm-hmm. uh, cause it's not meant for them, mm-hmm. uh, that they would get the subtleties of that. They would think, Whoa, she's cool. Or wow, these cars are awesome. Or like whatever the hell. So Mad Max is, is pointing at a very, at a, at a smaller target. Okay. Then wonder woman is, is pointing at. Okay. I, I mean, that's you. You basically said the same point again, which is that the film is not meant for people who 
think that writing no, should No, I'm this using way. the semantic argument of you're saying something is not elegant. You're, but I, what I'm saying is it's not elegant in the specific wheelhouse you are putting it in. It, it, and it is not. If you're looking at it like that, yes, there are far more elegant films. Mad Max is a more elegant film when it deals with, with character development in that sort of like, and again, I hate to use the term, but sort of a highbrow thing. But this is not meant for that sort of thing. This, so this is lowbrow. This is everybrow. <laughs> this, is, this, this is trying to capture as many people as possible. Maybe you should find another film to as an example that's not quite so I mean Mad Max is a rated R film in the first place so it's not even geared towards kids at all. So if you find another film that you feel like is elegantly written that caters towards children and develops the, the origin of a character in that way for a woman film directed by a woman that has all of these other po- things that have to happen. For children, young adults and adults is kind of the thing. Okay I mean I you're you're basically narrowing down how we can talk about a movie. Then. No, you know, not you're at basically all. But, saying, but you're saying we can only compare this kind of film. This is what I. It, and again, it's film. it's a semantic thing. <laughs> you cannot like the writing. Yeah, I know you can. That's of course you can. And, but, and I've but, explained why. But to just 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 flat out say I don't like it because it's not elegant. I, it's not elegant, and I think there is an expositional dump at the beginning of this movie, which I think doesn't serve it well to get it going. I think that continues to happen as the movie progresses, as we talk about Aries, as we talk about the the, the Chris Pine's mission. As we talk, you don't about, feel like that's necessary. Like I feel like in some, I, I feel it like is it's necessary done for this film. It, the story that's the way the story progresses, but I feel like it's done in elegantly and i feel like it's done in in many times badly and i think i think Aries' story is is not that compelling because of the way it's written um so i personally find that i find that kind of writing inelegant that's the word i that's the word i'll come back to i just i i mean I, you know something that sticks out of my head why uh, why, why does, um, uh, Diana's mother say she, she, if you, if you leave, you can't come back because she won't be able to find it. See, people seem to be able to come back to this. No, no, so the, the only, but, but the, okay, here's the, here's well, the point. Here's the how point. come I can't explain it? You because, because no, no, wait, I'm not, you, you've responded with something here and I'm going to say this, but is, is the point that you can't find it ever brought up in the film? Yeah, because the entire thing is hidden from the outside world. The only reason Chris Pine and the Germans at that one point actually deal with it at all is because his plane goes down near a naval battle. If she sails away, she doesn't know the way back. Do you, okay, so okay, so a logic point here is the way the Mascara's mother is saying you cannot come back is not, oh, you can't come back. Here's a map. I will tell you how to get back because I want you back. She doesn't know no, how to get back. No, what she's saying is you can't come back as in I, you will no longer be able to come back here. But people seem to go in and out of this world pretty, pretty easy. See, I, didn't, like, I didn't take like, it at all from the direction that you're taking it. I'm just saying so, that she so, wouldn't so, be able to find it to come back. Oh, she's saying you wouldn't be able to find it. Yeah. Not, you were not going to be able to come back. This place is an island that's supposed to be hidden from everything. Hidden These people accidentally on an entire globe flew into it. And that's why that everyone is, who did is dead or leaving. So now there, there's no way to find this place again. That, and, or, or let me put it this way. Her mother, is that clear to you? her mother, a hundred percent. Her mother believes that there is no, that there is no way to find this place again, because the, her, their entire mythology is based on the fact that their island is hidden. Like, and now on that point, I don't know if I would say that that was a hundred percent clear. <laughs> okay. I would say a good 75% clear. Cause I, that was my thought process. I just yeah. never but questioned I think it. as, yeah, it's fine not to quit, but I, these are things that I when like, I listen yes, to it, I feel like as a, as a child watching <laughs> the character and watching the two of them, I don't know if they would have put those two and two together. Like they would have assumed that as your mother telling you, you can't come back. It'd have been like, Oh my God, her mom is telling her that she can't come back. Yeah. 
That's that's what she's saying. That is where that is where that would have left off. I don't know. I I got it because of course I've watched the the show and the like, so I know that she would not have been able to find her way back. Right. But again, I don't think it's actually says that. It doesn't says and it 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 sort of makes you know like and also uh, so the the entire mythology of this is that there are women that are fighters of Ares and and of and of the you know that's what the the role of the Amazonians are, but they refuse to go into this battle and. I'm like, why are they refusing to go? You know, like, why are they uninterested in going? And why does Diana be the only one to take it on? It's, I understand that that is the machinations that need to happen to get Wonder Woman into the world. Sure. You know, like, that is what needs to happen. I think as a writing device, though, there's no reason for that to happen. There's no, there's no, there's no reason that the story doesn't, like, clarify that. It just kind of happens. And I find, I find, like, um... I find the death of of her aunt to be completely perfunctory in the story. It's a it's a ma- like let's think about this. The the person who's raised you your entire life kind of just is dies. The, and person, she, you're, the person that trained you for yeah, the entire and, life, which and, is and also the your, first fifteen minutes of the film, and also your aunt, your aunt yep. dies, and you know she just kind of like moves on with it as though it was like, well, you know, I'm just going to go on and do this. No, thing her now. her death. There's a couple things, especially sort of minor moments when uh, uh she's dying in her arms and she says, "You have to go, you have to go," because she's basically saying because the, like an invading force has now come into Themyscira you need to go out and fight whatever the fuck this is but is there an invading force coming Th- into Themyscira that's what she but listen <laughs> then she dies that's what she thinks she just watched boats come and magic sticks that are shooting fucking things that are killing people out of the air so like there's 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 I think again if you're watching sort of what's going on and and actually the character's specific perspe- uh, perceptions of what's actually happening she's dying on a beach she doesn't she's a warrior she if she sees people coming in she thinks that that's the, the, first, the that's it that's what Ares is sending their way it's just these 12 fucking dudes like she thinks more bad shit's coming and she wants Diana who she it's it's hinted at that most of the elder Amazonians know is the actual god killing weapon to yeah go out there and fuck up Ares and the entire why, why why does why does uh the mother not want her to be trained because she's she's uh, from what I oh well Bethany well what I got from it as well is that she doesn't want her to be trained because then Ares will find her yeah she doesn't want the more the powerful more power she, she gets. has the Ares will find but her but then she lets then, her go out to fight Ares without really endorsing her training without or? telling her what all, she her, was. all of her yeah. powers and what she has yeah why what what function does that serve? I think that was just sort of a motherly thing I think that was kind of I think when that she was, was also following the again the I, comics I, I think un- that was see, also here's part the, of what, my point is this I understand that that is what needs to happen in order for the story to move forward Right. Like that, that, but I don't think that the film, the script really addresses those things. And it opens up questions that I'm like, that leave plot holes for me that I'm like, not really on board with this. And and that kind of keeps continuing to happen the whole way through where I'm like, I'm not really on, I'm not jumping on board. I'm not fully immersed in this film. All I'm seeing are kind of problems here. Again, there are, there are interesting ideas in this movie. But th- those are th- those are examples of you know of problems that happen, and there are you know there are I get it. more of those than than I think not, and I and and you know 
if 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 I can't compare Mad Max Fury Road to Wonder Woman, which seems to be the well, argument, you can which I mean, seems but, to be the argument <laughs> here. Is like if I'm not allowed to say, a, I didn't think it was if, a good. No, comparison. Hold, on, hold on, hold on. If I'm not allowed to say that this is a great <laughs> movie because I'm not allowed to compare it to Mad Max Fury Road, then okay. It's Wait, a, did you just call this movie a great movie? Yeah, because I'm not allowed to say that I've seen Mad Max Fury Road, which is a wonderful movie and okay. an excellent movie and a movie that I would say in 10, 20 years from now we are going to talk about and I think a movie like Wonder Woman we're probably going to forget about you know it's interesting you know she hears serious because he closes his laptop (laughs) (laughs) he closed his laptop and like got real like all right let's do this now I'm insulted what do you mean you think that this movie is going to be forgotten about I think ultimately this movie will be forgotten in 10 20 years time from now I do not I really I I, do not agree with that at all I kind of disagree too and and I don't I think we might agree for different reasons though Bethany let let me hear you Um, I, I think it will be remembered as the film that reminded Hollywood that this is viable and not only viable, but profitable and enjoyable. Right. Uh, I can, I can, I can definitely get behind that. Uh, do, now again, because I do feel like it is, I have to go back to my net analogy because it's casting the widest net. Like th- this is what I think about. And this might be, uh, God, I hope this is true. Cause otherwise it's weird. Um, art in general shows, books, films, paintings, you know, a- anything, the more you narrow down your focus as to almost like the specific audience you're getting to the stronger emotional resonance you will get from that particular audience. If you're doing your particular craft. Well, I believe that a hundred percent in my example, and it's a weird one in this space is Scott Pilgrim versus the world. That movie is made for me. Therefore, (laughs) I think it's one of the best (laughs) movies ever made, right? I can also see outside of that wheelhouse where I'm like, oh, well, yeah, but if you didn't have this and you didn't grow up like this and this isn't like kind of I was like, I get it. I understand. But they 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 did a focus down to my interests and they made a super compelling, well-made film pointed towards those interests. I don't think Wonder Woman does that. I don't. I think that's where a lot of your not not where a lot of your problems come from, because your problems aren't wrong. It's just it's it's I think. And and it's in a superhero, excuse me, a superhero genre as well. The net is supposed to not supposed to be has been traditionally wide. Mm -hmm. I think that because of, again, all of the machinations going on around this film and the actual net that is cast and catches the largest group of audience audience members that will enjoy it. I think that does make it in its own right a great and in different ways, elegant film. Again, I, there are problems. And if we want to, I look, I could tear the fucking plot line of this movie (laughs) to shit. I don't think that's important that I think that's why I think I was getting to me. That is the, the baseline with which we should discuss. I understand. This is where we're, where we come at this sort of from a different perspective is is like, is it a good movie? But and and I'm like, and and, I get it. I like you, if you take, I mean, and we, you know, the, I, I started my conversation by saying it is unfortunate that this movie bears the brunt of so much other weight outside. I kind of think it's fortunate though. And in that respect, it does a lot of great things. It is, it, it brings that conversation to the forefront. Is it a good movie though? Which I think should be the fundamental question that we're all asking. Yes. I don't, I think it's an okay movie. It's an okay movie. It's an okay movie. I don't think it's a lot to get excited about. I do. As a movie. I don't know. There's a lot about it that I did. uh, You know, we can go back and forth that we don't, we've just done that for about 40 minutes. Uh, But um, before we get into final thoughts, there's just sort of, oh, oh, we didn't finish. Sorry. We didn't finish the, Bethany, you said your stuff about the Chris Pine being the main. Did you feel like Chris Pine was the main character? I didn't. I I didn't. You didn't. 
I didn't think I he said was I the, didn't. Yeah. And I didn't think he was the main character. I think he uh, it's it's unfortunate. Like look, Gal Gadot <laughs> Go back and watch uh, Richard Donner's documentary about, uh, well, the documentary about the making of Richard Donner's Superman. And in the making of Richard Donner's Superman, they talk about the weight of which the suit carries and how difficult it was to find an actor who could walk in Superman's outfit and and not look silly and make it convincing. They Mm -hmm. even talk about that with Henry Cavill, um, you know, wearing the the Man of Steel suit. Um, Goodbye, red underwear. uh, I think Gal Gadot... um, really fits the mold. I I believe that she carries the suit well. She measures up to the icon of Wonder Woman as I understand it. Um I think this film opera like she could have been a little taller. Yeah, possibly. Sure. Yeah. Um, she also could have been beefier. And then the comics she's jacked more, but yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but this film plays at a level of theatricality. She has a presence that makes the suit work. She has a presence that makes the suit work. Uh, as a film, this movie works at a level of theatricality. Danny Houston, who plays um, uh, the bad guy who's not the bad guy. Oh, um, uh, Luden, Luden, uh, whatever. Ludenvot. You know, like he is an, he's a terrific actor. And, and I think Ludendorff, he and, sorry. Yeah. He and Chris Pine both kind of know what movie they're in. And they're both very good at delivering that kind of theatrical, expositional storytelling in a way that is convincing and compelling. You know, like we, we believe sure. um, Chris Pine in Star Trek as Captain um, Kirk, yes. as Captain Kirk. Um, so I'm not convinced that Gal Gadot is as strong at that stuff, which is what this film requires. And it's it's a so here's the thing. Um, uh, um, Tony Stark. Uh, you're speaking my language. Let's no, go. Um, <laughs> you know, like, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is a wonderful actor. He is, he is truly a presence on screen and he's truly someone that has that capacity to immerse himself within a role and deliver almost any line beautifully. Genius billionaire, playboy, philanthropist. He, yeah. Very few people can deliver that line with a level of wit, sarcasm and believability. Um, I, I don't think any, many people can do that. Sure. I think, no. um, um, Jason, ba- uh, no, not Jason Bateman. I, um, what character ba- Batman from, uh, Christopher Nolan's Batman. Um, Oh, Michael, uh, 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 uh Michael Caine. I was like, Michael Caine was my favorite part of that. Yeah, yes, Christian, Christian Bale. Christian Bale is an excellent actor who has this amazing ability to play people playing other people, which is what that character yeah, does. Yeah, He's yeah, really yeah. good at, that, that's like a <laughs> that's really unique true. talent. And true. it's so integral to who that character is. Wonder Woman requires an actress who can deliver theatricality, innocence, and and uh, naivete, but also have this steadfast kind of belief, you know, like, I believe in truth and justice, and sure. I will do the only thing possible. I don't think, because this movie relies on this theatrical script that that requires them to, like, do all this, like, well, we've got to go over here and do this, and then, yep, oh, yeah, Lovelove yeah. is doing this, and I've got to defeat evil, you know, like, I don't, I don't think she's that compelling in those scenes. And when she does those scenes, I'm like sitting there going, Chris Pine is really killing the scene and you're kind of not. And, mm. and it's unfortunate, but, but that's where I feel with it. Like, and, well, and maybe so, that's and here's, where, and here's maybe a, that's where Kelly was coming from. And then in that sense, too. and here's, and here's a counterpoint, uh, Charlie's Charlie's there on in fast eight. I think she murders that film in terms of like her believability as that character. Sure. She is just, she is such a presence and the ability to deliver those kinds of lines. It's unfortunate to like say Charlize Theron Oscar winner, you know, like up against Gal Gadot, who is the first time, but it, but you know, when Sigourney Weaver did aliens, 
She brought a presence to that role and was perfect as was a perfect fit for that thing. I'm just not, I didn't find Gal Gadot entirely believable when the script required her to be. Mm. Bethany. Hmm. Well, it's it's tough for me to say because again, I was always on the fence with yeah. Gal Gadot. I was honestly too when, um, when she was cast. I, just, yeah. I think she looks again. Great. I thought she I did she a very well the job. Suit. Yeah, I I thought she did a very good job. Like I wasn't, but my expectations weren't super high in and the beginning. So so, here's so a, I think if my if I was expecting like the world from her, no, and, and I really liked her in this movie. I didn't think I'd like her as much as I did. Here's an, yeah. an, an example. A, oh, a counter I have a great example, example too. Sorry. A counterpoint is in in um, Batman v Superman. She's not required to deliver that kind of performance. She's supposed to turn up and have presence. Yep. Right. And, and when she does, that she is does, actually what she did. And that is actually what she does. And as I say, she is the reason to watch that movie. Right. She is the only reason to watch that movie. There's a moment in I. You know. Yeah. In this film, it's a small moment. It's a comic moment. It was in the trailer. It was when they're like, that sword doesn't go with that dress and blah, blah, blah. Like that sort of moment when uh, Chris Pine. That actress is wonderful. Yeah, she was great. She she has that ability. She is absolutely on point, knows which film she's in. Yeah, uh, Lucy Davis. Yeah. Um, but the... But the moment in that I saw it was like her trying to like get through like a, a, a revolving, door, revolving door and she couldn't in the trailer. And I, I watched that scene. And I was like, fuck you. Mm. I was like, no. Mm. And so when I was waiting for it to come in, in the movie and it must have been just because of due to editing and truncating for uh, trying to get a joke off quicker in in a trailer. But when that movie hit or sorry, when that scene hit in the movie, that's where I like it rolled for me, and this sounds so weird in such a minor moment of a giant action movie, it rolled all of the things I wanted that fish out of water Wonder Woman to be. Right. So it's her confused a little bit, but not not confident, if that yeah. makes sense in that double negative. And then it's like she can't get through and like whatever, and she's a little bit uncomfortable. But then all of a sudden she decides, you know what? Fuck it. I'm doing this. And she actually like leans back into like almost like a warrior going to jump into a fight pose to go through a, a revolving, revolving door. door. Yeah. And it worked on a comedy level. Level, I saw all, uh, at least 80% of like her like care internal character arc of like confusion, but have to be confident. And I'm going to fucking do this in this tiny, stupid moment. And I do feel like that those small, small moments sang for me very well. And it's hard to make those type of moments uh, happen in crazy large set pieces. So whenever it knocked itself down to that level, I saw all the things that you're just, that you uh, say that didn't work for you. I, I thought really worked for me. I, I think that's an example of a scene that does work. And I think the no man's land scene, which is, which is the best scene in this yeah. movie. Yep. I love that. Um, really works because sure. it works in the same level that, that Batman V Superman requires her to work, which is that she needs to have prison. She needs to run through that battlefield and, be, and for you to believe yeah, yeah. that she can take on everyone in this battlefield. Exactly. Um, it's it's the stuff where she's in parliament and she's like, no, you can't do this. We need to go do this. And, you know, and where she's trying to fight back where I don't buy it. I, I just mm -hmm. don't buy her performance. And 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 this is what, I, you, you know, coming back to my point about a film being hermetically sealed and being able to be confined and knows the story it's trying to tell and does it really well. The more moments you have like that where I'm not buying it is kind of a problem and it, it, it points to something that where I think, okay, you know, again, I don't think this is a terrible movie. Yeah. I don't think this is like the worst movie I've ever seen. I just think it's a okay movie. Yeah. What's the worst movie you've ever seen? I'm just curious at uh, the top of your head. If you could think of you, the worst, you know, film. the movie, <laughs> I, you know, the movie I always come back to, 
as, as, as one of the movies I feel most opposed to, I don't know if it's the worst movie I've ever seen, but I always just feel very opposed to it. Man on fire. Denzel Washington. Oh, wow. Oh, Tony Scott. Huh. That's a movie I feel very, very. That's another podcast, but, but yeah. That's- the reason I feel opposed to that is actually going to relate to to this thing as well, which is that this is a film about a character who believes in the humanity of all men, but jumps into a battlefield to kill people, and 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 I just you know look incremental steps. Okay. Like I, it's, it's amazing that, that a film, uh, with a woman as the lead and a female director kind of does that, um, incremental steps. I, I would love for, um, I would love, I don't mind that that's the, that's the story. Cause I think like, for example, Captain America has that kind of thing. A guy jumps into a battlefield to kill Germans. That's, you know, like mm-hmm. that's, that's the mode of that story. Mm-hmm. It's just that, the the underlying thematic through line through this story is that she believes in the humanity of all men and and then she jumps in and kind of takes a side and and you know like and she does kill people and it's like well again in in superman i did in man of steel i didn't mind it because that's not the underlying thematic of what that film is about I think that's the that's the thematic that we bring to it from the comic book, but I don't think that's actually in that film. That film is about a guy. Right, they changed Superman's character to not give a shit about collateral damage, well, which I don't is th- why I, I didn't no, like no, the character. But, but the thing is, I don't think the film actually talks about that. This film talks about that. And and then kind of bounce and then kind of abandons it in some way. And, I, and, and that's what the you know, like there's incremental steps, incremental steps. It, it you know, like that is a point where I think I would like films to do better at that. Okay. If, if, if you're you thematic think, through line. So do you think like for the first Wonder mm. Woman film, like if they came back with a second film, do you think that it is imperative that they have to have these, uh, they can't have those incremental steps again. Like it has to be something that has more impact and that has more of this story that you're expecting it to have. Does it, it need to have? It's entirely possible that the sequel to this could be amazing. I'll, uh, um, Winter Soldier. You, uh, I would pick a different example. But. I was going to say, well, but no, because the first Captain America, the first Avenger, when he was in World War II, was a good film, but it's, it, and I yeah. really enjoy it, but it's sort of very formulaic. In fact, this movie, Wonder Woman, is actually kind of a combination of the best parts of Captain America, the first Avenger, and the first Thor movie. Like, right. and that's fine. They took a formula and I think did a lot of stuff better. Yeah. Um, the, but then Captain America, the Winter Soldier, turned it into a little bit more of a headspace sort of uh, political thriller esque type thing. It's entirely right. possible that that could happen happen but i that's not the i'm not reviewing the potential movie yeah, that yeah. this could be i'm yeah. reviewing right, right. the movie that it is right. and well, and that's my feeling about it and i think <laughs> i think i accept your feeling i accept everyone's feelings <laughs> we should get into just real quick final thoughts because we have been running long it's been a fantastic conversation uh who uh, bethany i want to give you the last word i'll go first and then yeah. and then i mean because we've kind of talked about my opinions about the movie uh i do you know like i i I like this idea that young women will watch this and feel that it's empowering and that will um, get, you know, wear a suit. And I, you know, but I I think uh, all of us that think about movies a little bit think that that's a little bit obvious, you know, like, of course, you know, like the, 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 the line I read about this is that the mainstream is slow to catch up to what people actually want Yes, and what people actually want are very, you know, like fundamentally true things. We, you know, uh, 
every every man, uh, every heterosexual cis man believes should believe that a woman is equally as powerful and can do as as well, and it shouldn't even be an issue, right? But but that's not the world we necessarily yeah. live in. Um, and uh, I think it's uh, it's a wonderful. Uh, testament to the fact that Patty Jenkins, you know, jumped from monster to a bunch of TV movies and then back into like this. And, and she does a very convincing job as a director of this film. I, I think it's an okay movie. I, I, and that's as far as I'll go. I think, you know, like when we talked about Logan, I was like, well, that's, that's kind of a really special movie. And I think that does some really, really interesting things. And I think that that is, uh, 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 a movie to be discussed thoroughly. I think this as a movie is an okay movie. And that's, okay. that's my feeling about it. Um, I think uh, it's sort of, and then, but yeah, I'll mm. just say something real quick and Bethany, you're going to take us home. Uh, I think that uh, it's, it's a very sort of, sort of kind of bouncing off what you said to hear. It's something that every, you know, person that I would like to associate myself with does already know. And the mainstream is slower to catch up, but, and, and everyone should know that this is all possible. Everything we've talked about, but the truth of the matter is that the majority of people, uh, you know, that mm. in this country or even movie goers, et cetera, are not that person. And uh, that don't particularly agree I mean, uh, or maybe not the majority, but if, if a large group of people don't believe that, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, that was the reason we had the women's March that we had right. the year this mm-hmm. year. Yeah. yeah. So, so I think, uh, this film, uh, does things, it leaps and bounds over even, you know, a what's norm, but B even just, we can even get uh, aside from that. I think it does a lot of stuff. Great. And, uh, and I, I feel like I've been praising it a lot. I'll talk about the, the shit that I didn't like. I didn't like a lot of the sets. I thought it felt very claustrophobic in certain cases for a movie to be this big. Even some of the outdoor stuff I felt was a little bit like this feels very, very much like I'm on a, in a back lot right now. Uh, I didn't particularly like the character of chief and how he was portrayed in a movie that's sort of trying to be a little bit more progressive even with um the actor character um Said, uh, Said. Yeah, he's uh, a he's a wonderful and actor he about. was great and they had a nice line about how he wanted to be an actor but he didn't look the right way and like i thought that was just a nice nod to other people outside of even just that wonder woman sort of genre and then in the same fucking movie you have chief which just plays every fucking native american stereotype you possibly can with a horrible accent um and uh i i fe- but what i did like is i liked the action arc of it uh a lot of action movies I feel like fall apart, especially superhero movies tend to fall apart in the third act. This movie followed this normal trajectory, but I really liked the third act. I liked the minor twist of who Ares turned out to be. I also really liked the scene is after she kills Ludendorff and she's like, oh, I won and like whatever. And as the audience, you realize that she probably didn't. Uh, I love the scene of um, Sir Patrick, which is who turns out who turns out to be Ares, the, the, the actual government guy who sends them on this mission to begin with. There's like it turns into a level of like supernatural creepy where like she he's like disappearing and reappearing places. And it's again, it's a small smaller scene before he then turns into Aries and then sort of what I expect Aries to be. But that like small scene with them really earned for me the end scene of giant stupid punch fire armor nonsense thing that I, I expect from this movie, but I didn't expect it to sort of have this, the, the calmer moments to tame that and sort of give me that proper art. The way I describe it is this movie suddenly turns into Harry Potter towards the end. 
Oh, <laughs> that's, that's I'm the not way familiar I enough it. with it, so maybe. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the bottom line is, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm excited that Hollywood knows now what we all already did, or at least a lot of us do. And, um, you know, I'm hoping that uh, this teaches them a little bit about something about Justice League. Maybe those 30 million reshoots will sort of point it in a better direction. And I think you should go see it, and I will be seeing it again. Bethany! <laughs> Um, I don't know if I can say it quite as eloquent as either one of you said. <laughs> you got uh, this. Come on. We're dummies. Yeah. No, I mean, my overall feeling of it, of course, is that I love the movie. I thought that it was exactly what it needed to be for the audience that it was it was catered towards for the the feel of the the nation or the world right now as how they are addressing women and how I, I just again, I felt like it couldn't be too much more. It was exactly what it needed to be like I I that is 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 the best way that I could even say it. Um, all of the points you made, I I actually kind of uh, can see where you're coming from in some places. But again, I felt like the limitations were there for reasons. Like it had to be that limited because if it was too specific or or um, it went certain ways, that it would lose so many people. And so and so it had to be what exactly it was. So that's why I liked it so much because it did what it was supposed to do. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, this has yeah. been the only podcast about the film Wonder Woman. I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation, despite <laughs> the fact that you hear and I did a classic yell yeah. in front of a new guest yeah. uh, situation. It it's mom and dad are fighting. And we didn't even get to talk about the, the uh, mayor from Austin. I was ready to talk about it. I know. We yeah. were talking about Alamo Drafthouse and that and that whole thing. Uh, it's just, uh, I mean, yeah. I'm so happy that the Alamo Drafthouse <laughs> is doing that. The letter, obviously, Bethany, that the you brought up, was it was amazing. Yeah. You should look up that online. Uh, Bethany, when you are not flying in via your invisible jet to do <laughs> yeah. wonderful podcasts uh, with us and teach us a thing or two about a thing or two. Where can folks find you? You can find me mostly on Instagram, sometimes on Twitter. All, it's the same thing, just my name, Bethany Towns, T-O-W-N-E-S. All right, nice. all right, all right. What about you, Shahir? Uh, Shahirdad.com, that's S-H-A-H-I-R-D-A-U-D. Matt, when you are not wearing a pink tutu, uh, uh, a golden tutu and- uh, <laughs> a, I mean, I'd wear either. I don't yeah, have a golden tutu and a red halt and a blue halter top. Uh, where can people see more of your body? <laughs> uh, wow. Uh, well- <laughs> You're going to be able to see uh, all of me at Matthew Kroll, uh, M-A-T-T-H-E-W-K-R-O-L.com uh, for my life and works. Also, Skeletor, the number four, P-R-E-Z or Emperor M-S-K on Twitter. Bethany, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh, it's been a pleasure. All right. See you guys next week. Yeah.